Welcome to the intersection of technology, cybersecurity, and society. Welcome to ITSP Magazine Podcast Radio. You're about to listen to a new episode of Audio Signals. Get ready to take a journey into the known, the unknown, and everything in between. Recorded at no specific point in time nor space, ITSP Magazine's co-founders Marco Cipelli and Sean Martin follow their passion and curiosity as they venture away from the intersection of technology, cybersecurity, and society to discover new stories worth being told. Knowledge is power, now more than ever. Marco. Sean. How many times have you traveled between Italy and France? Oh, I didn't expect that question. <laughs> uh, a lot, few, little, a lot, not, not a specific one. Few, few times, I would say before I moved to before I moved to the U.S., it was an easier thing to do. Right, you just go, just go north, and uh, and eventually you're gonna end up in France or either in north, and then take a little left if you're facing north. So yeah, uh, but the last time I was in the vicinity, I was in Switzerland. That was uh, uh, last year. So, you know, I'm very different, yeah. but still, I got that feeling of the Alps and uh, the lake and the, the green and the scenery that you get That's right. also when you when you get to France. How about you? I've never been between France and Italy. I've been to both many times, but never between the two, funny enough. So That's you float. I was, I was wondering what the... Uh, I've you flown flew over the Alps through, through Germany, exactly. <laughs> but uh, no, I think and the reason I ask that is because I think perspectives, right? How you arrive somewhere and where you're coming from uh, can change what you what you look for and how you see it and and how it how it impacts you, perhaps. And uh, I don't know. I think o- over time, and I forget who I was talking to this about uh, the other day, but. I think travel is, oh, it was, I forget, I was maybe five or six. Um, my grandparents went to Australia and this is a while back and, and that seemed exotic, right? Now going to Australia or New Zealand or, or Europe, eh, it's what we do. <laughs> so I, I think, so my point is things have changed over time. What used to be exotic is now common and perhaps what we look for is different uh, now than what it was in the back back uh, olden olden days <laughs> you know society and culture of change globalization technology has helped to do that but i think that what we're going to talk about today with somebody that you know kind of did what i did i'm understanding about the same amount of time that uh, grew up in italy like myself although in a different uh region and then uh, i moved to the u.s and he moved to france but we carry with us you know, our culture, maybe our way to see things. And, uh, and as you say, Sean, it's not as exotic as it used to be, but, uh, but I think it's important to retain the connection, the connection with the culture, the connection with the environment, the connection with the tradition. I'm a big fan. I talk technology all the time, but I love things in a traditional way. So what we're going to talk about today with Pier Tognazzini, and I know I said the name correctly, uh, at least this time, I don't chop somebody's name because it's English. Uh, we're going to talk about uh, the fact that uh, th- there is, I don't know, a, a comeback. Uh, he, he would tell a better definition of, of, uh, of how he interprets this new old way to travel, maybe, and to experience uh, a vacation and everything that comes with that. So without further ado, Pierre, welcome to the show. I know it's been a a while that we were supposed to talk right before uh, CES in Las Vegas, but you know, <laughs> vacation, New Year's, and the holidays. But we finally made it. So, welcome to the show. Uh, tell us a little bit about yourself and uh, what we're going to talk about today. Yeah. So, firstly, thank you, you, Sean and Marco, to invite me here. It's really a pleasure for me to to show a little bit of a no the new way of traveling that you say, but it's good that you say the past new and old way of travel. That, that's quite cool because it's truly like that. Uh, yeah. yeah, my name is Pierre, Pierre Tognazzini. You're, you're spelling really well. <laughs> <laughs> and I coming actually from Italy is almost 22 years that I am right now in France. 
And yeah, I create uh, Movert. Movert is actually a new way of traveling, you know, the new way that is almost uh, like you said, the, the way that we had before, you know, looking for experiences, looking for tradition, looking for sustainability. I strongly believe that, you know, people move in this direction for tourism tomorrow. You know, we have time to discussing about that, but I do believe that, you know, a lot of people that listen to us and see us, they feel it that they would like, you know, to change the way for travel. Like mostly we change the way how we eat, you know. They know that everybody that's listening to us probably would like to know where the, the apple that has on the table come from, how it's made, who we made from. You know, that happened probably 25, 30 years ago, this, this kind of changing. And I do believe that in tourism, this changing happened right now, you know, and you have to be on board right now and propose a new way of traveling for people that have different expectations. What do you think? I, I completely agree. And um, as soon as we start talking about food, uh, you, you piqued my interest, <laughs> of course. And it, it, it's funny. I mean, I can... I try if I'm if I'm out and about, I, I try to soak in my surroundings first on my way to fill my belly next. And then and then as part of doing that, you run into people and, and you get to experience uh, uh, people and cultures. Um, and I think, yeah, because I think, do I look for green adventures? I have in the past, um, not, not recently with, with some of the, the slowdown in travel, but um, yeah, I guess t tell us a little bit about what what you've seen change over time. Mm -hmm. how, how are things looking different? Yeah, it, it seems like you know after COVID situation, people think that it was like on fashion movement. You know that something happened, you know, and then go away and so on. But we definitely saw that there's something structured that happened in tourism. You know. The way that, uh, you know, even figures, I don't want to just give you thousands of numbers, but just to let you know that 20,000 of people was uh, was asking uh, how, what kind of tourism you want to do tomorrow, you know, in this research. And it stands out that three on, on, on five would like to live a, a holiday and ready to spend more money to live a holiday that has to be sustainable. You know, that's really interesting point, you know, that 20,000, 9,000 people that say that all around the world. That's a really another, another point that is interesting. Another thing that is uh, it's curious that 42% of these people don't know how you know, to do and how manage this holiday. Because it's easier for me and you to reserve a, a hotel that is a big chain. It's, a, it's really easy. But find a, a local producer and speaking about food because Sean, you like food. Just give an example. You know, We do have here uh, producer of honey let's give an example you know that it's our far on the mountain uh, really they have a, a, an authentic culture of, of honey they produce honey they have this accommodation with the, the, the production you know you can go there you can stay with them you can just put the, the dress for go with the bees and and, uh, and treat the bees pick up the honey and you have a cooking lesson based on the honey with cookies and you make cookies and you go back to the States with the cookies made by the honey that you bring, you know, so just this kind of experience they give memories, you know, that that's something that people are looking for, you know, and I can give you thousands of different examples, but what we saw, I do believe that there are three big things that is important. Firstly, people are really want to be connected with nature. In all different kind of uh, of practice, you know, with the, with the natural in the, the forest, the sea, mountain, whatever. Second, they would like to live locally experience, you know, there's something that is traditionally. And thirdly, they would like to be connected with people, you know. That's that's actually what what the the, the holiday will be tomorrow. Of course, if you are primo visitor like for instance in france you would like to go to paris you would like to go to normandy the things that everybody would like to do for the really first time but as you said sean before it's funny because people are already traveling a lot right now and they probably are repeaters so they're looking for new kind of experience and we go back to as you said marco before to the oldest way to discover countries you know 
What do you think let, about that? Let, uh, yeah, let, let's talk about that. I, I, I have two things that I want to kind of focus on because it's based one of my recent experience and, and kind of like one of my passion. It is traveling. There is no, you know, it's not a, a for a random reason that I that I said, yeah, let's have this conversation. We, I mean, Sean, too, we, we love to travel. We love mm -hmm. to experience. And what I what you said is what I really love. Yeah, the first time you go to Paris or you go to New York, sure, go to see the Statue of Liberty. Come to Florence, see the Duomo. Uh, maybe take your time to do that or go to Torino and see the Mole. But when you go back, don't you want to experience what the people that live there, the culture? I, I, if I think about Paris, I want to sit down and have a Café Montmartre, maybe, and uh, eat where the people from Paris eat. I don't want to go to the touristy place. I don't want to go to eat the slice of pizza in the bad place in, in Florence either. I want to go to the Trattoria, right? And when you do that, you can go to visit the countryside. You can really learn. And I think you come back with a much richer experience. But there is one, one question about it. Uh, because it, we, we go back to, you said, you know, the agriturismo in Italy, it's something that it's been going on for for many many years and there's that thing about how do you keep authentic mm -hmm. a, a place that start to welcome the tourist and does it change not voluntarily maybe maybe they don't want to but does it somehow there is an adaptation there is like a way that is not as pure experience as mm -hmm. we try to sell it um, maybe a little bit of a polemic here <laughs> no yeah that's really interesting question marco because it's true that what is authentic what is tradition mm. you know and that is this is a tricky question so that, that's the same thing that we ask here when we create a mover that's uh, we ask the same question so we decided to join together uh, forces and we we just made a partnership with the brand it's not actually a brand it's a label it's a government label named clevert green keys that they have a formal uh, questionnaire you know they give you all the details about the sustainability and all the engagement that you made for going that direction. That is the first things. In the other side, the authentic, we made a partnership with an association that is named Bienvenue à la Ferme, Welcome to the Farm. This is actually linked with the Ministry of the Agriculture in France, you know, and they give only this label to the people that uh, respect the culture, respect the agriculture, respect the, the, the way to local producer and so on. So we do create, and that is the way that we can link the, the, our, our, our connection with the CS. We put all these two companies with me and we create an algorithm. It's really interesting. This algorithm is 120 questions for the accommodation, restaurants and activities. And you get out if you are into the ecological transition, or you are fully in, in, in inside that, and if you are an actor of develop or your territory. So that's actually, I want to say that is something that can help the consumer tomorrow. So, you know, I'm not a label, I don't want to say that, but I just help consumers to understand if they have three pine cones, four pine cones, or, or, or five pine cones, that is actually the way that they are in this, uh, in this direction. So that's actually how we answer to the question that you answered, Marco. But it's true that it's difficult. And uh, we also said to ourselves that we probably can't welcome more than 1,200 accommodation with all friends and islands because otherwise we can, uh, we can stay in the promise that we mentioned, you know. And let's dig into that a little bit more. So there's the authenticity piece. And I'm, I'm going to go here with a stretch that assumes with authenticity comes a higher price. Meaning if you, can't, if you can only book 10 reservations for the restaurant instead of 100, um, in order to maintain that 
that small level and to maintain that experience, perhaps the price has to go up and, and we add accommodations and perhaps uh, local sightseeing and other things surrounding uh, the whole, the whole event. Uh, is there a, is it basically a, a difference between haves and have nots? Uh, only those that are super wealthy and, and have the means both in terms of finances and, and time to reach these places, maybe because they're not next to the airport, maybe, and mm -hmm. they, they probably cost more as well. Any, any thoughts on that, Pierre? Yeah, it's really interesting what you mentioned, because if you and all the, the people that listen to us go on the, the website in Green Keys, Clevers, there is a third point that is the same price, you know, <laughs> because we do believe that you can have this experience at the same price. But you have also to accept to give some concession, con concession, sorry, is the right word, concession, because you can't find an espresso machine on your accommodation. You know, you can't find the things that we are used to, you know, when you're just traveling everywhere on the so if you just do this kind of concession and you give say to yourself that maybe it's quite more brave holiday let's say that but in the other hand you have on your hands something that is really authentic so speaking of which i think that yes of course there are accommodation that uh, are maybe uh, really expensive and so on but there are also uh, accommodation that are like for instance this this accommodation here up to the trees that you see behind me you know for 80 dollars per night you can stay there you know and it's all right you know so it's uh, so it's true when you're looking for more services that's became expensive, but like everywhere, but otherwise it's accessible for, for a lot of people. Well, that's, I've, that's I've a good the, point. I've done the tree house in, in the Dane tree. In fact, that was quite an, quite an experience, very limited in terms of, <laughs> in terms of uh, feature comforts. And, uh, you know, Sean, what it makes me think is like your, your usual question. And maybe with this, we, we, we kind of transition in, technology because i want to understand your connection with with the ces and we're talking bees we're talking you know slow cooking food but we haven't said that but i've been thinking about it and and real experience and then we got to bring the technology in the conversation but before we do that and i think it's a good transition is sean often say that now with the virtual access to everything we're going to pay more for in the future the, the virtual world becomes the real world. And there is, mm. there is less and less on that, of the real experience. And we're probably paying, and people do it, to leave your phone somewhere so that for one entire day you, you experience, I don't know, a wood or, or, or like you said, a, a tree, a house tree or something like that. Mm -hmm. And there is a, this coming back to, to this with, with the food, Right, there is coming back to organic, biologic, and, and and a lot of other things. And 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 again, you you want to go and experience. I don't know Kyoto and live in a in a two story, a hundred years old place, so you can see how they live instead of going to the big hotel uh, downtown or near the airport, as Sean said. How it seems to be contrad. Dictory in a way, like a contradiction with like everything becomes more tech, but we want the tradition. And I love that. I, I absolutely love when you can find that mix, I think is a winner, right? So how how did you end up talking about this traditional way of to do tourism, reconnecting with nature in the biggest technology? <laughs> Show. Show ever. <laughs> ever. So explain me how technology comes into play here. It's my talent, you know, Marco. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good one. I love it. No, well, it, it, it's funny because uh, I actually uh, use all the technology to help connection, you know, because from one side, as I said, we do have tourists that need and want to accede to a new way of tourism. The other side, there are providers that do a lot of works to jump into the ecological transition and really proud to show their authenticity. 
you know, just uh, as you said, the cooking lesson, the champagne wine yards, the wine wine yards, the the truffle because there is truffle also in France, and so on. So all these people has really some some great knowledge on the hands, but they don't know how sell it. Not in France because in France everybody do it. But I said to myself, well, what I would like to do is to promote this know-how that is uh, is a pure. Uh, gold on the hands that they have outside France. And how I did it, I did like I made uh, an algorithm and plus I create a platform that already speak 11 different languages. So there are the people that are seated in Tokyo and looking for traveling in France. They can read it. The tiny house behind me in Japanese and everything is set in Japanese. So this is another another technological way to that to 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 help to to promote this kind of tourism. And third way, it's interesting because I said to myself, uh, it's not only me and you that would like to travel, but also there are tour operators, travel agency, there are private concierge that they looking desperate for this kind of out of the path way to make tourism, and they don't know how to do it. You know, because once again, they don't have this big company uh, like uh, all the ch- hotel chains that have a massive of salespeople that go around and uh, give tools to, to reserve. So I said to myself, well, I give a, a way that they can just jump in a, um, in a website that is parallel website that I have on the B2C and they can just reserve for the customers. So that's ending the, the, the Ministry of the Economy of France choose eight startups for the travel tech at the CES. And we were just eight. And one of the eight, it's me, because they, they said to the Savia, PR use the, this technological to promote something that is extremely authentic of France. That is how ending in, uh, in the CES. I love it. And I'm wondering, Pierre, uh, so there's the data, the platform, and that's kind of one one part of it. And then there's the the environment and all the the restaurateurs and the hotel hoteliers and, and whatnot. And then the, the people in the middle. I'm wondering how has the story line changed? I'm I'm wondering how what we search for is is that different? Uh, how what we what we expect to see when we land somewhere? Does the language change? Does the visual change over? Has that changed over time? So I, I'm wondering, has the conversation changed to match what we're looking for? Yeah. So y- your question is how how things change in the way that we promote this kind of offer? That's shown what you mentioned. Well, here's an example, well, another way to put it. So if I'm talking to 20 years ago, talking to a travel agent, they have something to offer. They present it to me. I say, that one looks good. Or I want a, a relaxing space to be. Mm-hmm. And they go and, and do, do a search based on their own knowledge. Or maybe, maybe there was some technology to help them narrow down the options. But there's so much now mm-hmm. that I'm, I'm wondering how is, is what we ask to experience different and is the response we get back to what we think we want to experience different? And how, how does, I know you talk about languages, but maybe there are other things beyond just the language connections that help people find what they're looking for and perhaps even be presented with something they didn't know they wanted because they didn't know what to look for in the first place. Yeah. No, I understand. Uh, it's true. Just uh... I go a little bit back before to answer to the question. It's almost 20 years right now that I'm promoting France around the world. You know, it's, it's my job. Actually, if you ask me what I can do better, it's the one that uh, I did since uh, it's almost 20 years that I do that. And all the time they see uh, customers, I see uh, journalists, I see tour operators or travel agency. The first things that they ask me, I would like something different. You know, <laughs> the, the first things that in this field all the time, tourists say, I want something different and I want something special and I want something out of the path and now add something that is uh, sustainable and something that take care of the nature. So 
And that's, that's these, these, these things grow up, grow up, grow up all the time. And I said to myself, okay, what is people looking for experience and looking for be connected with locals? And what they can think that is important besides languages is, as I said, all the time that you have an accommodation, you have an experience that is linked with accommodation. And that, that's probably an, another point, you know, that the, the things that you, you can touch with hands what, what we be do all, all around your holidays. This is another thing that is extremely interesting. And plus, sharing the, the experience with the locals, because this is another thing that people are looking for. Not only do the experience, because if you do a cooking lesson with a teacher, there is no point. But if you do the cooking lesson with a, the, the, the producer of, uh, of champagne and you go to, 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 to close the bottle of champagne for five days and you will enjoy uh, to, to cook some, some dish a base of champagne. And you will... So that is something that even, even if this champagne producer speak a really bad English, you will forgive that, you know, because that's what you're looking for, you know. You and wanted to speak a bad that. English because it's more <laughs> real. <laughs> well, it's funny. I mean, speak picking the language. I know some some language companies offer uh, ex, uh, what the right word is, but uh, travel scenarios where mm -hmm. you can travel to a region where truffles are are harvested one particular part of the year, and you can go and and do cooking classes and learn language. And harvest the truffles, uh, I presume, in an, an organic, uh, eco-friendly fashion. And so, back to the language, and that's that. The centerpiece around that is language, giving mm -hmm. you an experience of a local, local. That's in Italy that I'm thinking about, but I'm sure that's in France as well, right? Yeah. Well, think about the technology there. So you know, I I I love to travel, and I just came back from Japan. I don't speak Japanese. I can say maybe five things. And according to my wife, I don't even pronounce it correctly. But I try. <laughs> but also, then I take my phone and I can literally mm -hmm. speak in my phone. And it's going to be voicing perfect Japanese. And I can have the person that doesn't speak English or Italian or Spanish or whatever understand, reply to me. So here's another piece of technology that can really help. Right, like the, the translation piece that can keep the spontaneous conversation going. It's probably going to get better and better. I mean, I'm thinking chat <laughs> driven by artificial intelligence and, and, and all this conversation is probably going to get seamless and, and easy, easy to do. What mm -hmm. I think is going to be hard to do is, again, is to maintain the truth of it. And and I think that's that's the trick. I I, I think that uh, and and Pierre, I, I like Pierre. I, I like to hear a maybe some other example of how this model can be applied to completely different and exotic in some other way uh, reality. You know, so that instead of the people going, I don't know, to to the Maldives to just enjoy the beach and the mm -hmm. hotel there, can they then? go and experience something that is much more traditional to actually get to go into the real, you know, the real environment, the real, you know what I mean? I like how, how yeah. again, I go back to how do I not end up in Disney world mm -hmm. where it's just fake? Yeah. That, 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 that is a tricky. And, and then it's, it's interesting because even uh, the government start to, definitely thinking about to go this way. I, I have a couple of contacts, you know, in the, in the islands, French islands, Caribbean French islands, and also La, the Re Reunion, La Reunion, I don't know, Reunion, you said in English, and that this island has, uh, yeah, I, has a lot of seaside uh, resorts and hotels, and I have a tea producer over there that uh, suggests, you know, to spend a few days with him, and uh, you know, just help him to the to the tea and understand how you produce tea, and you go back to your country with the with the, in the pocket the tea that you produce. You know, so that's a kind of way to make this mechanism of mass tourism to move it slightly. You know, there's something that has to be, and it's another another thing that I think that is important that we said we do not expect that changing like that, you know, because otherwise we'd be fake, like you mentioned before. You know, we have to, to smoothly go on that direction. And even for providers, what we've done 
we do also have people that say, Pierre, I have a, a tiny family hotel. I know that I would like to jump in the ecological tradition, but I don't know how, because they don't know, you know, they are artisans of, uh, of, uh, of uh, hospitality. So we just jump there and we help them to make this transition. You know, that is another thing that is extremely important because you don't want to put people on the side, say, okay, you are not green, so I don't want, you know, that is not the point, you know. The point is just to grow up together and to try to do something definitely for our planet because we do have only one planet, I remind you. And so that, that's, that's what we've done, you know. We do uh, an audit of energetical water, uh, all the, 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 the things that can be changed easily, you know, and we help them to, to, to put these kind of things and uh, swap even a little bit into the ecological transition. And maybe we have this, uh, this hope that we can start to have more and more tourists that they want to make different change, you know. I not expected that everybody go on the other side direction tomorrow, but, you know, right now we have to do something and it's our responsibility, you know. So on, on that point, uh, maybe I can combine to have a gazillion in my head, but questions in my head, but I'll combine to this idea, and I touched on a little bit earlier, but it, how do we prevent something from being over sold where there are just too many tourists and they're not trying to fake it but they can't keep authentic because there's just too many too many mm -hmm. people even even if even if they're not staying at the hotel and and enjoying that meal that they that they prepared using the the honey that they that they harvested there might that region might attract a lot of people because of that and the region can change right so how do, how do we protect that and, and I guess the, the other question I have with that is do we do we expect people to travel far to reach these places because that can also have an impact uh, how they arrive uh, to these places if if the goal is to kind of reduce the impact on on the planet um, how do we how do we do that on a grander scale is that something mm -hmm. you're looking at yeah. Okay. Uh, there is actually two two questions. Your point, and uh, I answered for the first point. So we have to be honest, and uh, and we have to clearly to say that tourism. We do not stop tourism. You know, people enjoy tourism. People enjoy to travel. People want to move from uh, something that they don't know, exotic things that they just looking for years and years. So. And also, I also realize that France is the first destination in the world in numbers of tourists. And I said to myself, it's true that there are a lot of companies in Auchan that work in France, that they speak only with the French people and not with the foreign. Because they say, no, I would like to speak with only with my locals because they come with the train, they come with bicycle, and they don't pollute it. You know? But I said to myself, well, this is it's truly treat the problem at 360. I mean, there are thousands of people that arrive at the airport of Paris, Lyon, Bordeaux, Nice. And what do we do? We do like that. I don't know. I don't want because you come from far. So I don't want to look at you. So that is my point of view. I do think that people that already made a lot of pollution with the airplane because they have a CO2 bonus here on the shoulder. And they, they, they have to consume differently when they are on the lands, you know, because they are really polluted a lot. So this is my point of view, thinking about the, the people that are traveling with the airplane. And second point, I do believe that, and I really hope that things change also for the aviation and we have maybe tomorrow something that is more green even the aviation you know we're speaking about we saw project in the CS I don't know if you if you came over but you saw that there are a couple of of, of due three projects that are really really concluding and I really hope that things change also for that and speaking about the the, the last point that you mentioned about over tourism for this destination so the destination that I mostly promote are rural destination, you know, countryside destination or uh, mountain destination. That the accommodation there are not a lot, you know. So one time that uh, they they probably have ten rooms, maybe fifteen when there are big 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 location. So for them they will be not at that moment that 
now that we live, there will be this problem, you know. It's true that tomorrow, like you mentioned, Sean, if it became something more uh, more used, we do have to focus on that. But thinking also that probably we help places like Paris, like Venice, like, uh, you know, that they, they can't, they struggle from tourism. Like you saw what happened in Barcelona. They say just made ads uh, on the wall say get out tourists from our town you know so we do live this kind of thing so i do believe that if we just dissipated all this tourism everywhere in the country maybe i said maybe sean that you see in the future but they will help cities like uh, florence like venice like barcelona they are too struggle and maybe helping producer and give a distribution of economy that will be more you know, on all the territory. That is my hope. <laughs> and I, I'm going to jump on that because as a, you know, as an Italian and, and coming from a city like Florence, I, I, I feel the pain. I mean, I mm-hmm. I used to live literally five minutes walking from Ponte Vecchio and you just can't find the time to even enjoy the city as a Fiorentino anymore. And Venice, that's not even go there because that's even that's even worse so i see your point on how you're already receiving all that why not dissipating and and mitigating by offering opportunity in other places and i'm going to give you an example i want to know what you think about it i was uh, reading something on how florence again want to create a second uffizi location because you know all the art that is in there and that's a problem for many city in, in France, I'm sure, in, in Italy, in Spain, where art is more than what you can consume. And so they say, well, instead of doing it downtown in Florence, where it would not, you know, it would just promote Florence even more, they could create it, I don't know, uh, half an hour away in the countryside in a villa, let's say. And, and that my question is, yeah, but are you going to create the infrastructure with a with an electric shuttle, uh, a tram, a train that really connects the two in an environmentally friendly way instead of driving, you know, buses or mm-hmm. having people to rent a car to go there because that's very Italian to do something new but don't think about the infrastructure to, to do it. You know, I'm, I'm, you know, taking the blame for that. So I do love how you're thinking in terms of how the technology could help to you know, promote in a, in a, in a very uh, organic way these flocks of tourism. And, mm-hmm. and you need a government that is receptive to, to that, to invest the municipality or, or all of that. So what is your feedback on working with, with, the, with the infrastructures when, when something like this comes about i mean is it receptive there are like consortium i mean i know you're mentioning the cleft bird and and other that they're probably part of conserving the, the territory and the tradition um so is it very receptive or there is kind of like uh yeah we don't want the tourist <laughs> <laughs> no no i i do think that they they understand the importance the to go in that direction, thinking that also the Mr. Macron, our president, he has said that the France would like to become uh, here in 2025 the first uh, sustainable destination in the world. That is, you know, something that he said, and he made a plan. So, you know, but this is political, so we don't we do politics. But concretely, concretely, I do believe that all these uh, organization of tourism, that uh, is named, you know, the the, the tourist bureau. They have all right now create a section and create a team that is in charge or develop the green way to make tourism. You know, all the big, big area and region, like we're speaking about the south, speaking about the west, the, the Normandy, the Bretagne, and the Ile de France, where there is Paris. So they do everybody go in this direction. So they really understand the, 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 the importance of that and that they help us. They help us. I'm glad to say that. And I think that the the, the winner uh, way to go in this direction will be a partnership between three people. Firstly, is the uh, association, the local association. Like we said in Italy, we do have a lot of Proloco and so on. So the local association, 
linked with the heritage, linked with the, with the, the territory. So second would be the private company like me that give new ideas, give new technology, give new ways to make, you know, the important things is marketing and communication because often they, they lose this kind of power. And thirdly, is the state and the government help. So if these three working together, I do believe that we can go really far uh, everywhere, you know. And also, that's funny because you asked me about the CS. I do have contacts during the CS with the California government, you know, and even Nevada government that are really deeply interesting, you know, to make something maybe also in these two states. Because as you know, we have troubles with the, with the sustainability where we were in Las Vegas. It's like crazy, you know, over there. But it's definitely it's something that uh, governments are really interested to, you know. And third, uh, last point is the, the, the infrastructure and the transports. It's funny because uh, during the CS, I give you another, another hit, uh, I had a great meeting with the Japanese company, the GRS. You know, they arrived with a file like that on me, translate already in Japanese, you know, and say, mm-hmm. PR, you do the right things. We would like to develop something like that in Japan. And then, you know, there are discussion on, and that's interesting, you know, because once again, we are the biggest fair of technology. And I have people that are really big company, you know, consider that I'm a startup, <laughs> don't forget that, that are saying, no, Pierre, we would like something that, that is like that, you know, so be back to uh, tradition, be back to locals. And I love that you went there and maybe we can start wrapping this conversation, which of course we could go in again. I try to go on art and you know Sean try to go on food, but we're talking about uh, <laughs> tourism in terms of visiting place and, and and learning and it's all connected together. I mean again, mm-hmm. I feel like that that when you talk about bringing someone a tourist, uh, a visitor, even somebody maybe wants to spend an entire month there, I don't know, not just that you know taking a bite uh, you know, a day in the city and, and off. That's probably not your target. You're probably tar- talking about somebody that really want to immerse themselves into, into the culture, like get their hands dirty with, with doing things, right? Land, with the land. Yeah, Marco. exactly, <laughs> which is amazing. I mean, I, and again, I, you know, some people may say, like, why would I want to do that? when I'm in vacation. Well, that's not your target. That's okay. There's always going to be those people, right? But there's also going to be the one that really want to immerse themselves yeah. into, into this. And I think the collaboration is important. And you mentioned California, you mentioned Japan. Um, how easy you think is going to be to replicate this? I mean, I, I think every country will be receptive if you go and present a package that they can say, okay, it worked there. We can make it work here. It's going to take time. Again, infrastructure, uh, hotels and chains and, and everything and contact the locals. But, you know, it will be a utopian way to to look at the future, and I will welcome that. So I think how how easy you think it's going to be to do something like that. Am well, I being really- too idealistic here? <laughs> no, no, uh, uh, that, that's a really interesting question. That's actually why we, we wake up every day in the morning, you know, so that's saying that because I, I truly believe that uh, there is an option to make tourism different tomorrow, you know, there is, and we have only to pick it up. Uh, we have to work strongly, you know, uh, to just give this pedagogic way, uh, like Sean asked you before, you know, the, the fact that it's a pedagogic way to live a kind of different way to make tourism. You know, that's probably the fix. And it's true. Maybe one day, you know, there is actually this option, booking, Expedia, Airbnb, and maybe Mover. <laughs> I never know, you know. So that is really, definitely uh, uh, something really big. But, but it's true that it can be duplicated easily everywhere, you know, everywhere. And I do believe that all these artisans, of tourism because I said artisans because they are providers that they don't know how to communicate uh, in the United States like where you are, providers that don't know how to make a camp- uh, social media campaign, you know, so then we just, all together, we can do things really strongly and, and go forward, you know, so that's, that's really interesting. So they do believe that uh, mostly 
it's, it's like, you know, the, the country where we come from, what they done with food, you know, that's uh, the, we just joined together the local producer with food. And now this food is proposed, this big chain that everybody know, I don't want to mention, but it's proposed everywhere in the world, you know, and they saved thousands of thousands of cultures that otherwise will die, you know. So that's, that's it's really interesting. But they start 25 years ago, you know. Yeah, and they come together, the consortium idea that, that brings them. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So I know uh, one, one more for me, Marco, before we wrap. So you asked the big picture. I had the same question in my mind as well. Is the, is the platform and the model uh, replicable such that we can, we can have this spread across uh, multiple regions around the world? But I want to get your perspective here more, more locally and inwardly focused. Um, what, what happens next for these individual local programs? Because I know we talked about um, making concessions. You don't have your, your uh, espresso machine in the room, right? For example, maybe there's no Wi-Fi. Um, are there other things that really bring you into that, uh, that thing, uh, that, that experience? I'm thinking, don't even bring your own clothes from uh, the States. And bring, <laughs> you, you arrive and with uh, a toothbrush and, and everything else is for you. Because Marco and I have had conversations here on Audio Signals uh, specifically around food and sustainably growing food. Well, rather than shipping everything in from all over the place to prepare a meal, it's all grown locally. And you avoid, avoid a lot of uh, eco stuff there as well. So what I'm not going to try to answer the question. What locally is the future for this model, what what changes do we do we expect to see in the next few years? Yeah, uh, well, I do think that is a really hard question, Ashton. So I do think that we do have to thinking about uh, changing way and the mechanism of travelers. You know, just even when you travel for work, you know, I do believe that you have to, to just is a is a mindset. That has to, to to swap in a different way, you know, expectation. And as soon as you understand that you will not find in the country that you travel something that is same where you have home, you already done something, you know. I explain better than myself. It's just people today, what they look in is the same comfort, the same coffee, the same I don't know what uh, that they have in their house because they have this comfort, they would like to find somewhere else. That is actually the topic of all the luxury hotel. I work for luxury hotel for almost five years, you know. So what we gave, would like to give to you, Sean, if you come to Paris, just give you exactly the same comfort and go forward, you know. So if this set mind maybe change and just you think that you will concede that you don't have the same comfort or the same thing, but you're open mind, to see that there are something different that just come to you, I think that we won't like everything. What do you think? I love it. I love it. I love. I'm gonna. I want to finish with I exactly mean. this. Yeah. Whoa, <laughs> it's more a hard question. <laughs> no, it's it's a you philosophical well. answer. It's yeah. beautiful. I mean, I, I agree, and I, I I I I'm the first one that tells you know people you. You know, you are in, in this place, try to adapt. Don't go to, again, in, in, in Japan and expect to find the, the good slice of pizza. <laughs> you could, you can, you know, there are Italians everywhere or French everywhere, but why would you do that? Why would you go all the way there mm -hmm. to, to not enjoy the, their food, their drink, the way that they you know, their tradition, I mean, try to adapt. And I think, I don't know who's the fault here. If he's you. the, well, probably, but <laughs> if he's the people that provide that they want to say, yeah, you can find your usual coffee shop, your usual fast food, your usual blah, 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 or no, you come here, you need to. So who, who, who's the fault? I don't know. Um, I don't know. I think people love to travel because they want to enjoy something different. That's why I think this is going to be probably, hopefully, the way of the future. But again, not for everyone. 
there's still going to be the people that uh, want there, to. There are cruises for a reason. Exactly. Yeah. There is like, up. Oh, I've been to New York. How long? Um, half day. Wow. Mm. You really got to experience <laughs> New York. <laughs> a hot dog in hotel. <laughs> exactly. Or, yeah, under the, the, the Statue of Liberty or something like that. Well, listen, well, I, I, I think. I don't you, know how many total months worth of time I've been in France, in Paris even, and I've not been up to the top of the Eiffel Tower yet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I beat you on that one, and I haven't spent much time in Paris. So, but I was traveling with a backpack, and I was 21 years old. Huh? So I need to That's go it. back and do it in a different way, right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> anyway, Pierre, I, I think this is not just – it was a conversation not just about the, the way you travel, but the way you think. I think it became very kind of philosophical in a way, a way to look mm. inside ourselves and the way we – we should perceive uh, our next adventure, maybe our next uh, travel. And, and one doesn't exclude the other. I think you can mm-hmm. do that uh, with the family and you can do another trip, uh, you know, for, for work. I mean, that's going to be, that would be another completely different uh, mm-hmm. question when you have to travel for one day of conference somewhere. And let's not talk about the pollution that we create when we do that. Anyway, uh, Sean. Well, this the was cool fun. thing is, Marco, this is audio signals. The signals are different each time, and, and the way people receive them, I can only imagine, is endless as well in terms of uh, how, how the how signals make them think and perhaps act. And, uh, yep, that's our goal with these is to get people to, to think differently or think about what they're doing, how they're doing it, uh, maybe explore life in a different different way. And, Pierre, uh, mm-hmm. you're... you're Stories certainly helped helped that for me today. So I want to thank you for that. Yeah, thank you, thank you. No, it's just uh, just interesting, like you said, that just maybe stop for a second and think, you know, about uh, about we discussions. You know, just uh, maybe maybe just first uh, first step, you know, into this transition. <laughs> Let's say that. Yep. Start thinking about it. That's that's all we want. We got no answer, but a lot of questions. Thank you again. Uh, Thank you, everybody, for listening. And uh, there'll be notes to maybe some resources you want to share with our audience, uh, Pierre. And, uh, of course, to connect with you on social media and learn more about uh, what you do and what you did maybe at CES and what's coming up. Thank you again, everybody. See you all the next time. Thank you. Keep, Keep traveling. hope you enjoyed this episode of Audio Signals. If you learned something new and this podcast made you think, then share ITSPMagazine.com with your friends, family, and colleagues. If you represent a company and wish to associate your brand with our conversations, sponsor one or more of our podcast channels. We hope you will come back for more stories and follow us on our journey. You can always find us at the intersection of technology, cybersecurity, and society, and some even beyond that.